This is the Craft of Coaching podcast, where you'll learn about how to become a life coach with a strong skill set through understanding the craft of coaching. I'm Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. As the director of a life coach training program called the Courageous Living Coach Certification Program, I'm passionate about the craft of coaching and how we evolve the skills and the industry. Learn more about our program at teamclcc.com. And here's today's episode. All right. Before I get into the topic of today's episode, I wanted to give a quick shout out to some people who have recently left iTunes reviews. I so appreciate you. Cosmic Alignment says, I love this podcast. I've been binging on it as soon as I found it. Super helpful tips and teachings. Sandy Engbritson, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because she's joining us actually for CLCC 2020, says, I just found Kate's podcast and I'm so glad I did. I've been thinking about becoming a life coach and this podcast is so helpful and informative. Thank you, Sandy. Can't wait to rock with you for 2020. Auntie Bree says, love this podcast, informative, real, authentic, just what I was hoping for. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, um, anybody who's considering leaving a little iTunes review, I know it takes a couple minutes out of your day, but it's just so appreciated. It's the gift that keeps on giving because that's how more people find this podcast. So if you've gotten benefit from any of the things that I've shared from episode one through now, I would so, so, so appreciate your review on iTunes. So now let's get into today's episode. The topic is how to explain life coaching to someone. Good topic, right? (laughs) The craft of coaching is all about the craft of coaching. And that means that I don't get into like a bunch of marketing techniques. There's already a gazillion podcasts out there about how to market your coaching business. I'm getting into what it actually means to be a coach. And one of the things that it means to be a coach is that you pretty regularly are going to need to explain life coaching to people. So let's get into how to do that. I know because I'm the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification that this is a topic that comes up every year with every single cohort. How do I talk about what it is that I do as a coach? First with family and friends, later with people who could be potential clients, And at the root of this, it's how do I explain what life coaching is to someone? So let's get into that. People have confusion over what life coaching is. We know this. They wonder, how is it different than therapy or counseling? And I have been a life coach since 2006, which means that I've been a life coach for a very long time. In some ways, I am a life coach dinosaur, and I'm proud of it. And here is my observation. When people wonder what life coaching is, usually what they're really wondering or wanting you to tell them is how it's different than therapy. And if you have ever been in a conversation with someone where you're trying to explain what life coaching is and the person just kind of keeps going, you mean so it's like a conversation? So why couldn't you just like talk to a friend? Then if you felt that frustration because you've experienced powerful coaching in particular, you know that it can move your life forward in really beautiful ways. If you've been like, ah, I don't feel like I know how to talk about this, it's probably because you're trying to speak to a question that the person isn't really asking. 
the person probably is not really asking, like, what are the actual components, the essential skill set pieces that go into a coaching session? What they are probably asking, not always, but probably, is how is it different? How is coaching different than therapy? Because they already know that it's similar. They just don't understand how it's different. So whenever anybody asks me this question, let's say I'm at a party. What is it that you do? I'm a life coach. Oh, interesting. So you're a life coach. Well, so what is that exactly? What I do in response to that is say something along these lines. And by the way, you are more than free to borrow this, okay? I will usually respond with something like, you know, usually when people ask me that question, what they're really wondering is how it's different than therapy because the two have overlapping skill sets. And what I always tell people is that if someone comes to life coaching, for instance, to look at um, problematic romantic relationships, if the process of looking at those relationships really has them feeling depressed, worn down, unable to get out of bed, they are really a better fit for therapy because therapists can provide more interventions and have more training in how to help someone when they go into a place of maybe being clinically depressed as a result of looking at some really tough things in their life. And coaching, by contrast, is about how we set an intention for where the client currently is and where they'd like to go. And if as part of setting that intention and looking at tough relationship stuff, the client goes, wow, this is really hard. But I see a pattern here, and now I'm going to try to change that pattern. Or I see a belief here, and now I'm going to let go of that limiting belief. Then they're a better fit for coaching. So as you might have noticed, that little speechy speech thing took, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute. And usually that's all someone needs. What they're really wondering is, how do I know if I'm a better fit for therapy or for coaching? And typically when I say that, if I'm asked at a party, what is it that you do? Um, you know, people will go, oh, sounds like I could use a coach, you know, which is a good thing to hear, right? If you're wanting to get some clients and work with some great people. So my, my suggestion, if you are trying, if you are trying to figure out how to explain life coaching to someone is this, don't try to, don't lead with at least trying to explain the skill set of coaching. Just simply speak to The fact that usually what people are curious about is how it's different than therapy, and here's how I think it is different than therapy. That's my personal suggestion. And people tend to learn better through examples, I think, which is why I give an example. Just if somebody's struggling with relationship issues and through that they go this way, therapy. And if someone's struggling with relationship issues and through that they go this other way, then coaching. So that's the type of thing we'll do. Now, let me speak to skepticism because you are going to encounter people who are skeptical. First thing I'll say about skepticism, uh, there are people who are, who are skeptical about therapy. You know, there's this term that started to get thrown around more in the 60s called head shrinkers. And I don't know all the etymology of that particular word, but basically it was this idea that psychotherapy was this thing that weak people did who needed to sit around wallowing in their problems and a therapist was going to try to like somehow come in and bolster your self-esteem and convince you that you were okay, but really it was just a big waste of time and money talking to someone. So this is all before life coaching ever came on the scene 
And there are still people today who think that therapy is pointless, think that it isn't effective. We have so many clinical studies showing that therapy actually is very effective. We have, in fact, there are clinical studies that exist that say that there's no one therapeutic technique that necessarily trumps all. Uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, both have a lot of really great uh, success rates with multiple populations, I guess you could say. But what they've found is one of the biggest factors for whether or not a therapeutic protocol is considered successful is, does the client feel like the therapist actually cares? Isn't that amazing? I mean, it makes sense to me. We find this with parenting too. In Freakonomics, they, they talk about how, you know, there's no actual parenting style that is the best parenting style out there, that the factor that determines whether or not your quote unquote parenting style is successful is actually, are you the kind of parent who would even want to have a parenting style? So in other words, do you care? <laughs> do you care? Do you, you know, and I, I use this term style very loosely, whether we're talking about parenting or therapy or coaching, it's really all coming back to, do you care and does the client feel cared for? So with you, when you get people who are skeptical, first, just remember, there are people who are skeptical about therapy, even though it's well-established and, and very clinically effective, as has been demonstrated by a number of research studies. So people who are skeptical about coaching, they're out there, they exist. And I believe that people who are skeptical about coaching have just never experienced powerful coaching, or maybe they've been coached and they didn't even realize they were being coached. Because if you experience something as powerful, then of course you're going to go, oh, okay, this is valid. But here's the other thing I'll say about skeptics. Do not bother. Do not waste your precious time, your precious breath, your one precious life trying to change someone's mind about what coaching is. They are not your potential client. And I know it can be really heartbreaking when you're deciding to become a coach and a family member in particular or a partner is not supportive when they are skeptical. And that is usually the biggest temptation, trying to convince someone close to you. But I'm saying don't even bother trying to convince them. Let them see the benefit of coaching in how you show up in your way of being. Let them see that as you coach other people, those people are helped. Let them see on their own. Don't even point it out to them. Just let them see what they're going to see. And they might not. They might not ever. But you can see it, and that's really what matters. But just spending a lot of time trying to convince people who are just clearly skeptical, who think coaching is just you know really worthless or something, you know, why bother? And very rarely I have run into people at parties who are like, yeah, I just think coaching is like a big like MLM scheme. It's just like a pyramid scheme. And if I've told someone that I'm a professional coach and they say something like that to me, I have no qualms about turning them and going, wow, that really seems kind of rude. I mean, if you think that, great, but this is my profession. And that, that response to what I do for a living really seems rude. It's like, call them out. I mean, if somebody's being an asshole, like I'm not saying you, you meet them at their level and you say mean things and, you know, 
start a street fight, right? That's not very life coachy. I'm laughing with you here. Sense of humor, everybody. But like, you could go ahead and just, it's, I'm thinking of Yanla Van Zandt right now. Call a thing a thing. If somebody's being rude, they're being rude. And you can go ahead and point that out. And it is just flat out rude to be standing with someone at a party and, you know, you tell them your profession and then they just crap all over it. That's rude. So, you know, name it, call it out, call it a thing, a thing, right? Now, let's say that someone is genuinely interested in what the coaching skill set is. So again, the party example, you've met someone, they want to know what the difference is between therapy and coaching. You give them a little example to try to explain it because they know it's similar, but they want to know how it's different. So you've gone through all that, and now they are genuinely interested in the actual skill set. Well, what you could share with them, again, I like to try to work with something that paints a picture, kind of gives an example sort of sense of what's going on. But you could share with them, well, coaching is a process of setting an intention, intention for where the client wants to go and addressing the specific roadblocks the client is encountering. And that is either going to be through reframing mental stuff or taking some kind of action. The work is really around, what you want to convey to them is that the work of coaching is really around helping someone with either limitations with mindset and what the client thinks is possible, or limitations of skill set and what the client is actually capable of doing. So we're shifting a way of looking at things, a belief system, or we're shifting a a tendency to not take action into a tendency to take action or a tendency to take actions that are not helpful into taking actions that are helpful. And there are all kinds of examples of, of how coaching can help with this. So, you know, if somebody really wants to get a picture of what it is, that's the picture. And you still might get people who will say things like, well, how's that different than a conversation with a friend? Whenever I have a problem, I've heard this a couple of times. Yeah, I don't need coaching because I have great friends. Whenever I have a problem, I just go to my friends. Well, awesome. Great. If you have friends who literally will get on the phone with you at appointed times and give you an an uninterrupted hour of their time completely for free to totally focus on you and your intentions and your goals and all of your questions. And they expect no reciprocity whatsoever. They expect no airtime whatsoever to talk about their own lives. Then I hate to tell you this, but that friend is actually an unpaid coach in your life, (laughs) right? Because when I sit around and hang out with a friend, there's reciprocity involved. Like it's an even exchange. I listen, they listen. I talk about things that that I'm thinking about. They talk about things they're thinking about. And coaching is co-created between two people, but the emphasis is on the client's agenda. And if you want a little more on that, check out um, the episode on essential life coach skills in the craft of coaching podcast, because I actually talk about that, about how coaching is not just a conversation. Conversations are reciprocal. Coaching is co-created between two people, but all the emphasis is on the client's agenda, what the client is trying to create and where the client is trying to go. The last thing I'll say about this practice. I know this sounds a little bit weird, but Actually talk to your coaching colleagues and and say, okay, let's try explaining to one another what coaching is in as succinct and simple and straightforward a way as possible. 
And I encourage you to practice that because those moments when you meet people at parties or when some rando skeptical person arises, you want to be prepared because it doesn't feel good to run into somebody like that and feel like you're you're only confirming their worst assumptions because you can't find your words. I remember feeling that way when I first started as a coach and feeling like, okay, I'm in this industry that people are skeptical about and I don't even totally know how to explain it. Well, guess what? That's a problem that you sitting here right now are empowered to solve. And you are empowered to solve it in the form of, I know how to talk about what it is that life coaching is. I know how to explain it to someone. And I'm really clear about how I'm going to handle situations where someone's skeptical. And I personally am giving you full permission slip to, if someone's skeptical, just pivot to a new conversational topic. And if someone is rude, you just let them know like, hey, wow, that really felt rude. This is a profession that I care about and that I know has helped other people. And you are saying things about it that are borderline condescending, if not outright insulting. And I don't appreciate it. And maybe you're hearing me say that and you're a little bit like, damn, girl, you'll say that to somebody? Yeah, I will. Because coaching has changed my life in profound ways, in ways that therapy was not changing my life, frankly, and in ways that that a lot of other interventions were not changing my life. So I have respect for my profession. And if anybody else is going to have respect for my profession, I figure it had better start with me having respect for my profession. I stand in my profession. I have seen how it has changed lives, not just mine, but the lives of my clients. I have seen how coaches that we've trained through CLCC have gone on to do amazing things and help others. So I stand in that and my chin is up and my shoulders are squared. And I would say, this is the call for you, for you to decide. I am going to learn how to explain what I do to people And I just don't have time for anybody's BS skepticism. You know, I'm going to stand in respect for my profession because it matters to me to do that. All right. That's today's episode. If you have found the information that I shared today helpful, would you do me a favor? Hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. The more people who leave reviews, the more likely people are to find out about this podcast, which is so helpful. If you're interested in the Courageous Living Coach Certification, you can find us at team, T-E-A-M, C-L-C-C.com. That's team, C-L-C-C.com. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>